0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell. Danny Connell, back to throw versus Denver. He's his tight end and Rajah Bell. Bell has done everything. Twenty-two
1: for Rajah. It's all the future of football right before
2: your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me.
1: All right, what's going on? Welcome to Off the Bets, presented by Citizen. Cannell and Bell, hanging out here with Roger Bell. He's back. Back, baby. Back from a big tournament. We're going to get a full breakdown, because I can't wait to hear it. No doubt. We have a monster show lined up for you. Uh, baseball players still left unsigned. What does it mean? Uh, Trevor Lawrence playing basketball at Clemson. Is Dabo Sweeney going to let it continue? Should he let it continue? Mm. Patrick Mahomes got ripped off the court. He yep. wasn't allowed to play anymore. We'll break down that a little bit, too. And I want to get Raza's reaction to all the uh, all-star festivities, the game. And, oh, by the way, Antonio Brown is still tweeting, and he's getting himself in worse trouble uh, <laughs> by the moment. Like, his stock is just dropping off a cliff. But before we get to anything, your basketball tournament. So you were yeah. in Houston playing in a national Basketball tournament for sixth graders. This, well, it had
2: every age, it but we were year. we were sixth grade entry, yeah. And you guys were ranked. We were like top. We were top twenty, like In you know, the country. Yeah, there are different. You know, there are different guys that rank. Right. Um, but a few of us were top twenty. Like we we knocked off some pretty good teams, but we'd always le- been left kind of like searching to win that big one. Like we lost to the eventual national champs last year on a buzzer beater. They beat us, so we usually lose that game. Um, my kids are tough though. They're hungry. We rolled out. We played well, and then our second game, we got beat by, like, the number one team in the country by, like, 20. And they thought it was, like, a joke. The kids were laughing. The kid tried to dunk on us. Like, my kids just weren't ready to play. We had an hour break. So left a sour taste in our mouth on Saturday. We came back, and we went through bracket play on Sunday. And if we won all our games, we'd see that team again in the championship. But I didn't tell my kids they were number one in the country. I wanted them to just be hungry to, to get them. So we got them again in the championship. We popped them, bro. We got them. <laughs> we popped them by nine to win it. And so it was really cool for my kids. Cause you know, yeah, there, there they are. go. There That's that little bucket with the That's trophies. right ride a elite 2025, man. They, they, they deserved it. No, real talk. That team is an excellent squad with a lot of really good players, but you know, it was our day. Really cool.
1: Is that the MVP yeah. trophy?
2: That's no no no, oh, no, 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 no. He's got the
1: extra big one. <laughs> nah, there. he Looks played good.
2: well, but but we don't give out, no, we don't give out MVPs. You know good. why? Seriously, at the youth yeah. level, good for you. Kids are fighting, right? Parents start to get like you'd be you'd be right. You'd be so surprised by how parents act about an MVP trophy.
1: So you obviously are probably one of the bigger names. That was there like do people recognize me? You? Be like, oh, that's Rajab? Sure.
2: Who sure. else is there? Who else? Team Mac had a team there, so he was there taking a lot of pictures. Uh, we played Jermaine O'Neal's team, which is another top twenty team in the country. Uh, we beat we beat them pretty good, so he was there uh a couple other nba guys were around it was in houston a lot of guys make home in texas so. you know
1: what you got to do is you got to set up a deal like hey if we beat you you got to come on my podcast <laughs> yeah right seriously we'll do an interview Train on the podcast we i'll hear do that. that all right good stuff congrats to you guys yeah, appreciate man. that's that. awesome man nothing better than that all right antonio brown you've missed out i know you've been kind of out on him yeah. recently he just can't stop like it's ridiculous i've always said he's a guy that really is starving for attention like when you see the like some guys are kind of like peacocks, like they like to ruffle their feathers and just like show off just to be sure. seen, right? Sure. He's always had that where it's funky hairstyles. I'm okay with it. Like I get it. But when it becomes bigger than the game, like and that's more important to you than actually being a great football player, that's where I have a problem with it. And that's where I think we are with Antonio Brown. So we can't keep off of Twitter or Instagram. So he has an updated video uh, on Instagram live that he posted while he was working out. And he goes off, and I've, I've told you this. Yeah. NFL guys are jealous of NBA players. They really are. And they think that they can be like them. Yeah. So he's trying to force his trade. Now he's asking for guaranteed money. Uh, when he was on the video, he said, if your team got guaranteed money, they want to get to know me and work with me. Then, then they tell him to call me. He also wants to be have a new nickname. I'm hoping this is a sarcastic joke because he's known as AB. Yeah. He said he wants to be called quote, Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> Well, That's got to be a joke, right? I, I mean, I because don't he was know. Working out I, in the video, maybe yeah. he was just like playing with people. And plus, he'd have to he'd have to change his Instagram because it's AB. I see. He'd have to change his Twitter; it's AB84. Yeah. Like all these things, he's known as AB. It's a bad marketing move if you're worried about that. But I'm done with him. I think it's it's I just I don't think it's worth the hassle. Even if he is great, I don't think it's worth it because he's going to bring all this baggage with him, and it's not stopping anytime soon.
2: Uh, so here's the is he. He doesn't do this through the course of a season, right? Like these seem to be like postseason theatrics for him. Like he's not on Instagram and and he's on him, but he hasn't season. Him.
1: Oh yeah, he's on him. No, he's but I mean not around. But he's not asking for trades, correct? And guaranteed money, right? Because everyone's
2: on Instagram and sure. Twitter all year. All so using their
1: workout videos. right?
2: Right? Right? So I, I want to look. I want to if I'm a team and Antonio Brown um is the piece that I need to get over the hump. Let's say I got everything in place, right? Mm-hmm. And I need that number one. I need the guy that can take the top off of it. I would not be afraid to bring Antonio Brown because I do believe at the end of the day, competing and, and trying to be the best receiver for a guy who's a peacock, right? That's a right. look-at-me guy, right? Right. The only way you ultimately get to be a look-at-me guy is to continue to produce. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, Because once the production slips, you ain't nobody looking at you anymore. So there is some true motivation for him to go out there and be the best wide receiver On the planet Or at least compete to be that So while I'm not really afraid to bring him in If I've got the pieces in place And he makes the difference to get me over the top I don't necessarily want him If I'm in a young quarterback situation Where I'm trying to build You know and stuff like that It's not a ticket sales thing This is the piece that gets me over the top As a franchise And so um, I wouldn't be afraid in that space But as it pertains to him On Instagram and Twitter And I always say this And and you guys kind of make fun of me Like I don't want people knowing what I'm doing all the time and what I'm thinking all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, it's not healthy. It's not like and and too much is 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 and, and if you're not the how do I want to say this? It's not it's not about if you're not crafty enough with it. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't have people around you saying, "Hey, listen, man." Let me, let me show you how this is going to spin and play out. Right. And he clearly doesn't. He's just spitting off the most random top of the head, whatever's on my heart. That's not a good recipe for being on social media and stuff like that. And that's what he's doing. Now, if you got to, if you have people around you, like LeBron and those guys who really think out what they're going to put out there and it's pointed in their objectives they're trying to right. you know, meet, like that's one thing. That's right. a campaign almost. Right. You're not doing that. You're just out there firing from your hip. That's not a good look.
1: See, here's what, have you ever, like how many great players we're like this peacock guy. That just look at me. A lot of guys like the attention. I'm okay. With MJ that. was you want to be a brand, but don't you think he put winning championships LeBron, you don't first? You think LeBron is a, a? I do. I absolutely. He yeah. Does. But I think I want to say that he put it first, winning championships. No, and th- then that's once fair. You're there, that's fair. Then I'm totally okay. That's with, fair because you're gonna have a team. Once, yeah. you, if you want to be a star win championships and make and be a be one of the best players in the league it'll come to you and there's a way to be a star but i feel like too many guys just want to be the star and they don't want to be a champion where the easiest way to become a superstar household name is to win championships that's fair um but i yeah but everybody who
2: all of those guys that are the best like they're peacocks you know what i mean they might be a muted they might be a muted version of of a peacock but there is some peacock like tb12 like Oh yeah. I mean, like, the guy did a reality show. Like, you, right. you think people, he's not a guy. He, he wants people looking
1: at him. Absolutely. Um, everybody but, does to some extent.
2: Everybody does. I, I, I agree with what you're saying though. And, but in fairness to Antonio Brown, I hate to keep defending him because I, like you said, I am off of him a little bit now. Um, well, well, here, he, he, he's a receiver though. Like, they don't win championships. Right. They're not the ones that win it. Like, you, the, the, the league says so. The money that's given out says so. Like, the, they don't win championships who quarterbacks win championships. So it's not, like it's not fair to him. Basketball, one player can win it. You know, you put a team around him, MJ'll win it. You put a team around LeBron, LeBron will win it, Kobe will win it. Like that doesn't that formula doesn't work for wide receivers in the NFL. That works for quarterbacks. Right. You put a, you put a team around him, he wins it. So Antonio Brown, while yeah, winning a championship first before you become the Peacock, but it's really not all his fault that they haven't won the championship. That's the only thing I would say to that playing devil's advocate.
1: Like, for your, for this, like, cause I, Tom Brady, absolutely. Like you love the, and it it becomes where, and I'm cool with that. You're starting to set yourself up for later. He has his TB12. Like I'm great because he already has the championships. He's already got them. Like if Patrick Mahomes came out this off season and he had a great season and he like did a documentary on his process and how he works and trains in the off season, I'd probably be like, you know what? It's too soon. No, I, I let's get there for, and he's already there. He's already arrived. But I feel like there's just Patrick has put the cart before the horse. Patrick Mahomes
2: too early for me. You only have one season. That's right. a small sample size. AB's done this for like. I mean, he's been best, yeah, no, best he's wide been receiver great, in the yeah. NFL. Like, so while I'm while you don't have the championship. I'm not going to say that you don't deserve to be like Tom Brady and those guys because you don't have the championship because you've been the best wide receiver or in the conversation for that for the like last five years. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, a little different than my Danny, whole. what's the difference between what Antonio Brown's doing now and what T.O. had done and what Randy Moss have done? They didn't win championships. They're both Hall of Famers.
1: Well, see, that's what I think he's going to be when he's done playing is he's going to be the next T.O. and he's going to be the next Randy Moss. Great receivers, zero championships. Like, um, that's, that's – That's where I feel like these guys is good. That's why I wouldn't sign him if I was a team. First of all, his cap number is astronomical. I wouldn't pay him that much. Right. I wouldn't have that much invested in him. But even if I could get him cheaper, I don't know if I want his influence in the locker room where it's all about me and he just wants to build his brand and he wants to go out there and all the stuff that he's saying. Like now it's not only just building a brand. He's acting a fool. Like he's, he's tearing down the Steelers. Yeah. Like they're, and he's, and he's absolutely demolishing his chances. I did find an interesting little bit of nugget. Yeah. The odds, the Vegas odds of where he's supposed to play next year, where he could potentially land. 49ers are first. Totally makes sense. Desperate team. You know, they need, right. although I don't, John Lynch doesn't seem like he'd be an Antonio Brown type of guy where he would sign him. Steelers are actually three to one odds. They're the, right behind them, which I would be shocked if it does. Like if he goes back into that locker room. But that would make the most sense for all parties. Like, And you don't have to change. You don't have to worry about trade him. Because I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to trade him. I don't think a lot of teams are going to be lining up a first-round pick for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might be stuck holding on to that um, if you're the Steelers.
1: See, I think the Cowboys, I could totally see Jerry Jones thinking, yeah, we'll take him. Like, he loves, like, big, flamboyant he wants personalities the he wants and the wants drama. a brand, wants a superstar yeah. wide receiver. And he'd say, sure, come on in. Look,
2: I'm I we, we disagree in that. Like, I— yeah, is he making a mess of this? I do believe he's making a mess of it, and it's not a good look for Antonio Brown. So stop. But I, I have no problem with bringing him in because, again, I think that he's a competitor, and ultimately, like these are frustrations from a competitor. Do you know what I mean? Like he's in a bad situation. We say it all the time. Like sometimes a situation can bring out the worst in someone, and you give them a fresh start somewhere else, and it, and it can bring out the best in them. And uh, you know this all speaks just to generally. You're making this worse, Antonio Brown. Just be quiet, right? Let it go away. Just he's, stop.
1: If he really wants out. He's the first movie should have been call his agent. Okay, like, yeah. hey, I don't want to let him it handle anymore. it. You do it all. Don't don't mess with it. I let mean, usually handle. that's why the agents uh, are you pay them to do their job. So he wants out. He wants a trade. Somebody else does. Anthony Davis. Yeah, he covered that a lot. Uh, he was in Charlotte for the All Star weekend actually spoke about it was pretty candid and you know there was this list that was reported of the lakers clippers bucks you know some other teams and they asked about boston he said i have all 29 teams on my list he's like i just want to go somewhere else i don't want to be here no anymore. you don't <laughs> right No, you don't right which he i think it was the probably the politically correct yes yeah yes, the what politically yes. correct the correct thing to say that would kind of just silence everybody it's kind of like lebron when they asked him about tampering he was like yeah i'd love to play with ben simmons i'd love to play with everybody right um were you shocked that he played in the game? No. no. I, I thought, like, I wasn't either. Of course he
2: did play in the game. Like, right. I, I, he, look, this is a dude right now that, I, while well, I don't have a problem with him not wanting to be in New Orleans, you played there seven years. They have not been able to get enough around you. Now, I do think he's culpable in that, in, in the fact that they don't win. Like, a lot of people give him a pass, like, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and the rest of those guys can't win. If you're that damn good, you win. You understand what I'm saying? If you're that good, you win games. So I'm not giving him a pass, but I do think seven years is enough time to have been drafted by an organization, realize that that's not where you want to be either for competitive purposes or just for generally wanting to live somewhere. That's fine too. It's your life. So I think he can go. I do not love, I do not love airing the business through the media and I've said this even about like teams when I played if we had something that was going wrong like I do not love having that out there in the in the stratosphere so to the point you made about Antonio Brown if you want to be traded have Rich Paul and your agent go in there and tell Dell Demps and the New Orleans Pelicans you have no intentions on resigning and it's in their best interest to find another place for you give them the small list of teams that you would desire to go to all of that I'm fine with you hold the you hold the cards mm-hmm. do it right. why does everybody in the world have to know that
1: so now There has been some firings as a result of his actions because Del Demps got cammed on Friday. Friday, Late Friday, he gets canned. It's kind of a, you know, kind of as a Friday, late Friday news dump. But when you see Alvin Gentry after the game Thursday night saying our organization is a dumpster fire, I'm sure Gail Benson, the owner, is like, well, somebody's got to fall. Like somebody's got to take this. So now it comes and now Del Demps loses his job. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens throughout the rest of the game. You had
2: a conspiracy theory on air like last week or two weeks ago about Dale Benson and, 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 and the players conspiring. Look, I, and and I didn't, I didn't subscribe, but when I saw him fire Dell, like, like, why'd you fire him now? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I really do believe now that their whole intent was to rile up the Lakers, get all of this stuff moving, have Dell be the guy that couldn't swing it again, and then you chop him. But his mandate, because you think Dell knew he's been on hot seat forever. He would have pulled the trigger to get Anthony Davis and reap all those rewards from LA. Like, the owner says no to that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you turn around and fire him. That leads me to believe that there was some conspiracy
1: there with that. Ooh, I like that. Conspiracy theory uh, in New Orleans. So, you don't love Anthony Davis uh, publicly making those demands. You know who else doesn't? Adam Silver. No. Yeah, uh, NBA commissioner said he came out and I uh, was sure. asked about it. The All-Star Game said he's not a huge fa- uh, fan of it. He said, I would say, just blankedly, no, I don't like trade demands. And I wish they didn't come. And I wish all those matters were handled behind closed doors. The league has to take responsibility. The thought was teams should be able to be in position to extend a year early so that a player didn't reach the end of his contract and then a team was in a position where they were blindsided and say, well, we had no idea the player was going to stay. And the notion of extending a year earlier is so you could have that conversation with the player and the player told you behind closed doors, of course, I'm going to honor my contract, but I don't plan on staying at the end of it. The team wouldn't be positioned to get fair value for the player. That is a perfect world. Now you're seeing the unintended consequences, which he spoke about, which is players are... Telling guys and they're letting the media know because I think it, if you're a player, I don't think the players should do it, but I do think there is value in gaining leverage by letting your agent know and letting it be known publicly.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot when, because we're, we're trying everything in the court of public, like opinion now, right? So like you get your narrative out there and it becomes, uh, what you want it to be. That, that is helpful. I, I don't know what the NBA does about this. I think that. You know, Adam Silver articulated why they put that in, and I think they were coming from a a, a place of trying to protect franchises. Um, A player's rebuttal to that would be like, "Well, like teams give us no forewarning when they yank it's happened to me. Like my wife just had a baby, like he was one month old. Like we just opened a, 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 a boutique in Phoenix. I got a call, you're traded. You got to be in Charlotte tomorrow. So like, what's our like?" You know, where's the buffer that I'm supposed to have to protect, to protect me where I can start to plan if a team doesn't want me. We don't get that. So I understand where a player comes from on the flip side, but the NBA does have to do something about this because while I love NBA drama and I think the NBA, um, steals NFL spotlights at different times, like Chris Stapps this year, yep. like, you know, in the summer, you're all talking about free agency while baseball and everything is going on. Like NBA dominates news with, with some of that stuff sometimes. This isn't good. Like, and it's starting to snowball, right? For it was
1: cool, it was cute
2: at first. It was cute. Right. Right. And this is one of the things now, now it's getting a little annoying, and, and before too long, it's going to be a problem. Right. So they got to do something
1: about it. And the players that have been able to do it have been the biggest stars in the game Kawhi Leonard last year, Anthony Davis. What happens when guys like that are, you know, like not quite as good can't do it? Then it's going to end up ugly. Sit down, shut up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's she, that's <laughs> I, if I
2: walk in there and tell somebody, to bro, sit down, shut up, do your job. That is going to happen. <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.
1: All right, rolling right along. Kyler Murray. Talked about it right before the break. Right. Most polarizing quarterback we've seen in a while because a number of things. His height, right? He's short. Yep. Because he was a baseball, two-sport athlete. Might be the first uh, guy ever in the history of sports to be drafted first round by baseball and football. Um, finally commits to it. So he's got his big opportunities, biggest interview out there. Now he's having second guesses about is he going to throw at the combine? Most likely will not is the reports that are coming out there. I just tell me I told you so.
2: (laughs) Does anybody Coca? Do you remember this? Anybody in the back? What did I say about what did I say about him? Do you guys remember the conversation? I I said he would not going to throw. I said he he should not. What is he
1: hiding? What do you mean? What are you hiding? What are you hiding? You want to compete? You want to showcase? What is the most? So I think what you do at the combine. And this was my approach, mm-hmm. is you want to accentuate, accentuate your positives, right? Sure. And you want to downplay the negatives as much as you can. So you know what I didn't do? I didn't run the 40. <laughs> I didn't want to throw up a five flat in there. Right. I didn't do the 225 test. Right. You know what quarterbacks do? They throw the football. So I was like, I'll throw the football. Sure. Let's go. It's the most important thing you do. And you have a chance to go toe to toe with Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, all these other guys. And if you believe you're the best pastor, you'll shine and make, set yourself apart from them.
2: Could, you could. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Or like here, you got enough tape. Or you tape. could run and hide and you say, I'm it. just going to do it on my pro day. You got enough tape on me. You've seen me throw that ball. My, my percentage, like of completions speak for themselves. And I will have a pro day in a few weeks where things can be scripted for me here. You don't want stock to drop. You understand sure. what I'm saying? What's the upside for him throwing into combine? What like he goes from like second quarterback potentially taken to 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 first quarterback? He probably maybe yeah right. The downside of that is is greater for me. Like if you go out there, you're not familiar with the receivers. Like something's just a little off. Like I don't know. I'm saying. Go out there, run your 40, right? You're gonna to have to measure, everyone wants to see that. Do the press junket in the interviews, which are gonna be really important for, for people trusting that you're really committed to doing this. And then throw in your controlled environment with your receivers on a scripted thing that you've practiced over and over, and that only helps stock. That doesn't hurt it. Everyone looks great at their pro day. I, I've been saying don't throw at the combine.
1: You suck. What do you need to see? What do you need I'm to making, see from it? You make some pretty good points. So one of the biggest challenges I had at the Combine is you're throwing with a bunch of dudes you've never thrown to before. (laughs) It is is really hard. And you're, like, so many passes. If you run a 10 to 12-yard out, like just a five-step drop and you're going to wing it to the out. Norman, this was a big debate I remember having, like, with my agent who was kind of, you know, helping me out, other guys that were training me and ever. And I was a big, like, um, anticipation throw. Like, I wanted to be able to showcase I can have accuracy where I can throw the ball before the guy's coming out of his break. But if you're throwing from... Dude from Miami, guy from Michigan, guy from Notre Dame that you've never thrown before. The first guy might run it right at ten yards, and he yeah, dropped. the next guy might be at twelve yards. So your throw was off. So they actually told me they're like, don't anticipate, wait, see it out of the break, yeah. and, and rip it. So throw like, you that off, was my, yeah, yeah, it was, it totally. did, it did throw me off some. So I. I get the purpose of having it in your own comfy confines and having the receivers that you're comfortable with, and ultimately it's not going to hurt him at all. Sam Darnold didn't do it; right, he threw it his pro day. Teddy Bridgewater, overall, Johnny Manziel, Andrew Luck. Yep, Uh there's a l- long list of dudes that it hasn't impacted. I just would prefer to see him throw it next. No, I hear so you. I can of evaluate course. him. Better. Of course, because you
2: d- you did make a point. If you were evaluating, like there's something to be said for seeing. And correct me if I'm wrong, if i misinterpreted. I go to Danny's pro day. I see his arm. It's like, I, I got a feel for what his arm looks like. But two weeks later, I go to Kyler's pro day and I'm trying to compare it to something from two weeks ago. While if they're throwing right next to each other, I I got a much better feel for it,
1: right? That's what the teams have the advantage. And there's even like depth perception. Some guys so inside it might look better. Some guys like, uh, Sam Darnold through outside. Like, and actually Sam Darnold almost hurt himself dramatically because it was raining at his pro day right? and I was like uh oh this could be a disaster and instead he actually threw really well and it actually ended up helping him I think because he threw a pretty good wet ball like yeah. it was raining outside do you remember what happened to Teddy Bridgewater at his pro day and no. this was a disaster of all time and I think it was why he dropped as far as he did every game he played in at Louisville shotgun glove, glove. or glove and so I don't know who told him somebody his age somebody from his team said gave me the advice said take off your glove like, do you want to show that you can throw – you can show without your glove. He yeah. was all over the place. You all Like, the footballs are sticky. They're slippery. Like, if you're not used to that, right. if you're going to wear it in a game and everything you did on tape uh, was, in a, was in a game was with a glove, yeah. do the same thing. Nobody cares if you're wearing a glove or not. It doesn't do anything. And it actually – I think it knocked him down. I think there were probably some, pa- uh, some teams that might have passed on him for doing that. I do think the most important thing, and this is from personal experience. I haven't talked to Kyla Murray. He's got to do better in the interviews. Yeah. Like if he interviewed publicly in those private interviews, one on ones with teams. He's going to have to do a better job than he did with the media, and I think he will. He'll be coached up much better. Uh, we talked about Antonio Brown uh, wanting out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. last year about this time there was a lot of speculation with the Giants trade him. Uh, there was a lot of play with that. It was like, hey, he's you know high maintenance receiver. You got you know issues, drama that surrounds him. Do you want him on your team? I thought the Giants were going to move on from him. Right. They didn't. They gave him a nice extension. And so you're assuming, all right, dude's a long-term giant. Recently in the last week, Jay Glazer, one of the best insiders in the game, you know, works for Fox and, uh, athletic was doing a Q&A and said, he had a prediction. It was kind of one of those mailbag things where you ask a guy a question and you say, what's your bold prediction? Sure. So he was asking for something a little bit outrageous and he said, I predict Odell Beckham's going to get traded. Yeah. People shredded him as mentions. He came out and blasted everybody on Twitter. Oh, that was that. Last yeah, week. Yeah, that was good. Then there's another report out there. Chris Sims, uh, who works on a pro football talk with Mike Florio was saying he still thinks that there's a chance that the, uh, that the Giants could move him and said that they were almost, the Giants actually almost traded him to the Patriots. Really? which to me so many of these stories that come yeah. across in the off season I'm just kind of like how real are these are guys getting played in the media like are they getting false reports he doesn't seem like a fit but by all accounts if anybody talks to said he works really hard yeah and could you imagine him with Tom Brady what dude i i mean i <laughs> like and apparently so- the giants like because here's my thing if I was if I was a team and I was thinking about a trade with the the Patriots and they, if they were, wanted my guy I'd be like uh oh why why do I want to get rid of this correct Second and apparently that's kind of what happened with the Giants they were like uh- oh it's the Patriots they're this dynasty maybe we should hang on to him now yeah I think there are
2: a couple things like uh the Patriots I think you can see because they went out and swung at Josh Gordon after they didn't get that done right
1: yep like Brandon Cooks a couple years ago they took a shot on him before sending him off to the Rams and Randy Moss, they signed late in his career. I think it's even more important now for them to
2: find a guy, like another security blanket type of big receiver. Like, Grump, the kind of tread is is off the tire. Like, you need another big playmaking Playmaker. type of dude. Um But as far as Odell Beckham goes, look, they're guys, and then they're dudes. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, There are wide receivers. I don't know. I don't know all the wide receivers in the world, but there are some really good ones that fall into the guy category. And then you got your like Antonio Browns, your Odell Beckham Juniors, like your Julio Jones. Those are dudes. Mm -hmm. There are only but so many dudes, do you know? And so like when you get a chance to get one of them, unless you're in rebuild mode and his numbers too much, and you need to spend that money in other places because you're not winning right now, don't give up your dude, man. Don't 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 give up your dude, especially. You know, I know he's got. I know he's got his off the field stuff. But Even his off the field stuff isn't that big, of and a and it's field. been curtailed for the most part, Absolutely. right? He's so, like, pretty quiet. You can't argue with. Look at the dudes. Look at look. You, you tell a lot by like NBA players when they come into camp what their body looks like. Mm-hmm. You can. You can tell whether he's a worker or whether he's just a dude who who wants to come in there and then he's gonna get in shape as the season progresses. That guy always looks like he's in top shape. Do you know, like and and his on field production kind of speaks for itself. You've got Saquon Barkley there. Like you know, you get yourself a quarterback. You know, somewhere around here, like don't give up on your dude. A dudes only come along once in a, in a while.
1: If this trade would have got down, people would have lost their minds. Like, yeah, if Brady and straight. Belichick picked up Odell Beckham. Like, there, they it would be unfair. Yeah, right. You know, it, it would be insane. So well, let will see. I I still think all this smoke around this. Usually, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, there must be legitimate conversations going on with the Giants considering moving them. So. If another team all of a sudden hears that they might get some nice offers for him, then it'll be interesting to see what they do. Right. But I'm with you. I don't think you should get rid of them now, especially after you paid them.
0: So, we're throwing it back to the 2000 Summer, summer Olympics. <laughs> <This whole thing. laughs> Woo! Great start. Okay. (laughs) Summer Olympics this morning. So that's where Vince Carter delivered the iconic dunk over Frederick Weiss. But according to former NBA superstar Kevin Garnett, that dunk didn't exactly do the trick. So in a recent interview, Garnett addressed what went down from his perspective. He said, quote, first of all, people didn't know we had a bounty out on Yao Ming. The whole Team USA team had a bet. We had a million-dollar bet on who was going to be the first person to dunk on Yao Ming none of us did we all tried to dunk on Yao but he would block it or we would miss so the first thing I thought when I saw Vince dunk on Frederick was oh bleep you won the million dollars but then I realized it obviously wasn't Yao I pushed Vince and if you look closely at the clip he almost punches me in the face by accident but again my first thought was oh bleep you won you got the million so Raja I have to ask you you played against Yao Ming 22 times in your career, did you ever get close to dunking
2: on him? <laughs> I had like ten dunks in my career, <laughs> none of which were on anyone, let alone Yao Ming. He is the biggest individual like you'll ever come across. Not just like height wise, he is—he's massive. Like he's two of my body widths. His legs are like as big as one of like me, um, and and his his head is. Possibly as big as like that laptop. Like he is just a big, <laughs> big, big dude. So dunking on him would be
1: like a feat. I want to know who was paying the million That's, dollars. That was my question. Like yeah. did they all chip in a hundred or what, how does right. it work to right. the winner? Yeah. I would have loved to know now that gone down. To put it the size in perspective, I've seen Shaq in person a couple times yeah. and I was like, well, like it's, it's like shocking. Like you're like, this dude is so big. Yeah, he's huge. He's five inches taller than Shaq. He's seven six. It's-
2: Shaq looks like a, 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 like a JV player next to Yao Ming.
1: It's insane. Yeah. The dude is unbelievable. He's huge. He's massive. <laughs>
0: All right, so we all know how Jalen Ramsey loves to trash talk. We, You guys knew I was going to bring this subject up, especially to Bills quarterback Josh Allen. But now, even though the season has died down, the beef is still alive and well. So Allen was apparently signing some autographs last week, and he was asked to sign a photo from the Bills' 24-21 to win against the Jags from back in Week 12 this season. The family also requested that he wrote on the photo, Hey, Ramsey, am I still trash? Hashtag Bills Mafia. So after seeing that photo surface online, Ramsey responded, accordingly. He said, hashtag yes, the bleep he thought. <laughs> so, uh-huh. whose side are you guys on on this one? Because you know whose side I'm on.
2: I'm always on Jalen Ramsey's side when it comes to trash talk, man. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Josh Allen, what are you... Uh, listen, wait, so let me get the story straight. Yeah. The family asked, asked him to yes. write that on the bill. Yep. Like, first, Josh, just say not nah, res- respectfully, like, I'm cool. In like i In today's I'm just
1: world, it. you know that's going straight to social media. You Correct. to know. I think Josh Allen... Has a little edge to him. Okay. I think he likes to mix it up. I think you saw that picture where he's flexing. Yeah, there were a bunch of runs this year when he popped up and he was staring dudes down. I think he's got a little edge. I don't mind to him. it. Right? Would you still tell him not to do I'd it? Still tell him not to do but it. He did beat him though, and those those comments clearly bothered him. What? I say you go bite right back at him.
2: What were Josh Allen's stats this
1: year? Oh, they weren't good. They, they were not good. In that, was in not that good, game, but he was, he was a rookie. eight for nineteen passing with nothing on rush.ing Wait, yes, in no. that game. You know, come on, bro. Like yeah, so, just look in that game. You should. You know what he should have put? Scoreboard.
2: Scoreboard would have been fine. Yeah, or you're... or you know we beat y'all like right, or, or right, something right. like that. But like.
1: Still st- I'm trash. You yeah, still think i trash? Your stats, your stats, your st- stats still, still say
2: you're a subpar quarterback, homie. Like, yeah. but so your baby. You're so is work a that out.
0: Though, if a family was like, "Hey, write this on the photo," you would. Say no, you can no. say
1: no. Oh yeah, say really? No. Say, yeah. Oh, listen, I'll sign it for you. I got no problem signing it. Yeah, I'm not I'll writing. put it to somebody. Whatever you want, kiss the babies. Correct. But it's not. You're not going to put whatever they want on there because you've been. <laughs> I've been asked to do a bunch of. stuff. What's the craziest thing you've been asked to sign? Ah, uh, boobs! Like
2: pop yeah, top of boobs. I've signed <laughs> boobs too. What? Uh, like uh, not on a body. Like, what's the craziest thing someone handed you to
1: sign? Weird stuff. Because sometimes people just grab stuff and they hand it to you, like yeah. paper plates. Like if you're like, mine was a diaper.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> diaper? I'm, like
1: I, you know, it was really early in it you when think, I have always wondered, like, is how long is this going to last? Yeah. Like, are they really going to save this thing? Correct. You what know, are you like, do with
2: it? Because it gets kind of stupid. But some people do. Yeah. Where's the craziest? The people in it, like. Movie theaters come in and stop your movie and, like, you know. Yeah, back in the day, it'd be a little like that. bit.
1: That's, that was always the thing. Like, I don't care. I was flattered. I was all sure. I never got to a point where it was super annoying. Or was I. But there was ones where it was, like, if you're eating with your family. And I would still always do it. I would never say no. But you're just kind of, like, I would always have an appreciation for the bigger stars. Be like, man, if this is it for me and That'd I'm be not tough. even anybody, imagine how bad it was them. So I never rip anybody who's mean to an autograph seeker. Right. Because you can understand if it gets that overwhelming. Like, they just want to live their life sometimes. No doubt. Yeah.
0: Guys, I did not go and ask someone for an autograph once, but I did go and ask someone for a photo uh, during Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys heard about this. <laughs> <but> oh, Guys, <laughs> no. I couldn't All help right. it. I know. How embarrassing was that? I never do that. But um, we were at some party at Super Bowl, and I, I had to get a photo with Josh Allen. So I'm not talking trash about him. Jalen right. Rising can keep it up if he wants. But
1: <laughs> All right. I have me. follow up questions mm-hmm. because you met a lot. Of, so, one segment I want mm-hmm. to devote to Hannah's interactions <laughs> at the Super Bowl because you had a lot of interactions with a lot of different players. We'll just go Josh Allen. How was he? Was he nice? Was oh, he cordial? He was, cordial? So nice. he was no, good. He
0: was so nice. Yeah. All right, H- he was with Sam Darnold and they were both like, they were both so nice. I forgot right. who they were. I, w- I realized they were in front of me and I was like, oh my gosh. But no, they were great. They. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were drinking, or they weren't acting like any sort of fools. They were. Good. So
1: that's the stories I want, though. And well, next time we'll get a list of the guys. Would you tell us the guys who were jerks? Were oh, there yeah. any jerks? Oh, there yeah. were some jerks. Oh, yeah. oh there She's were so many. Yeah. I have more
0: of those yeah. than I have at the good guys. Nice. Sam and right, Josh good. were the good guys. Save it. All right,
1: yeah, <laughs> tomorrow's leftover Special Super Bowl <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Coca. All right. Lastly, guys, looking ahead to this summer. So the series between the Yankees and the Red Sox in London is one that everyone wants to watch. But they're putting a new spin on this series. So the Red Sox will still be wearing white. And the Yankees will also be wearing their white pinstripes. So essentially, both teams will be wearing their iconic threads in the same color. They're doing this as... A marketing tactic while overseas because both teams want to be seen internationally in their best uniforms. But guys, if this were the NFL or the NBA, this would be an issue. But I don't think this should be a problem on the diamond, right?
1: No, you won't have any problem at all. It's not like the pitcher's going to be up there like, ooh, where's the batter? Or is he my teammate? No, it's very easy to see where it is a problem in the AAF, which I love the product still. Yeah, There was a game that took place this weekend, and both teams were in like some version of blue, like blue and purple or something, and they both had on dark jerseys. I couldn't tell who was out there. Yeah, I think it would be challenging as a quarterback to be able to see. Yeah, that's got to be tough. I
2: think that the... MLB needs to explore like alternative uniforms like the NBA does. Like, Ooh, I agree. I, I, I think they should get into some cooler looking unis, right? And then you go play in London. Well, I, yeah, I get you want your 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 old school like blue blood type of stuff, but I do right. think like you could play around with that maybe more jerseys. Done sales it a couple like
1: times. Cooler though. They're they're right. They, they like, the it. like the I think it was the White Sox had the shorts. And they had like the coaches' shorts, you know those bad coat that every PE coach Yeah, that's wears. corny. Like yeah, the old black exactly. shorts. Yeah, with the stirrups. Yeah, like, I mean like top. Top. cool
2: stuff that like rep, reps your city old and like Astros. Yeah, stuff yeah, some good stuff like that. Maybe re- like rejuvenate the little uh like the youngins wanting yeah. to buy some gear, man,
1: some hats and some some jerseys, Ooh. stuff like that. Gotta keep it fresh. All right, good stuff, Hannah. Tomorrow Thanks, Super Bowl <laughs> special to get all those rundowns all right. for sure. Uh so as we've waited for baseball to mm-hmm. get started, spring training is happening. We're still waiting on a lot of star players to sign. The biggest, obviously, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. There is some speculation that they're getting closer, but still not happening. That's so crazy to me. It is unfathomable to me. And there's a long list. There's like a hundred players, and they're not all superstar caliber, but they're really good quality players. Right. And they're sitting there waiting to get opportunities, waiting to get their big contracts. Which, as a player, like it is, like you play because you love the game, but you want to get financially compensated. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of them are like, free agency is one of those big events for you as a professional like man that's when i can make mine that's when i can finally you've been waiting for it minor leagues you've been getting there putting in your dues and it's finally your turn to get your payday and i can't imagine being in that situation be like well what where's all the interest where's all the demand straight panic mode i'd be yeah you know, like straight panic
2: mode i remember like i man my like my after my two years in philly like i was sitting around it was my first real-time in free agency and i was sitting around sitting around and we were probably like in the august july and i hadn't signed yet and i wound up like taking a deal in europe because i was like in panic mode Just you know what i case. mean like i wanted i needed money yeah like i had only been in the league two years they were minimum deals i was like you know they paid me a lot of money in europe so i was like i'm out i could not imagine being you know someone with enough of enough of a resume to have been signed and paid already to be, still be sitting around while we were in training camp with with no deal that's got to be crazy
1: it's got to be brutal for these dudes so more guys more mlb players yeah are getting vocal about it and they're trying to express their displeasure and like this is all and guys that are paid already, which is good. Those are the guys that need to speak sure, up for sure. the guys that really haven't that don't have that voice out there. Guys like Justin Verlander's been out there. Rob Manfred was addressing the media at a a winner uh uh meeting the other day and he said, I reject the notion that payroll is a good measure for how much a team is trying or how successful that team is going to be. But what I mean, are you talking on. about? I I baseball has had teams in the past be pretty good the Oakland A's are an example. Like they have uh, you know, Moneyball and they try to they don't spend a lot of money and they still contend, but that's the rarity. The teams that win, if you look at their payroll, the Red Sox, the Yankees, even the Astros recently, yeah. they have bigger payrolls because they have to spend to get the best talent. He said
2: he rejected the notion that you could tell if a team was trying to win by how yeah. much they spend. Yes. That's ridiculous. Like, it is it's wrong. You could say that like just because you spend doesn't guarantee you a win But if they're out there spending the cash, I mean, they are actively throwing money at trying to win. Like, that is a measure of trying to win.
1: Right. You're wrong. I I think uh, you've seen some players get more vocal about a potential – Lockout, something, strike, something where they don't play. I think it's getting closer to thinking that we may happen. And I think that's a really bad, well, the baseball hasn't had a, a players striking
2: or, or owners locking them out. Cause those are two different, like what, I think it would be the players would strike.
1: I think the players wouldn't show up in this situation. Just say, no, nah, we're not, we're not, we're not that's putting up. That's the only it. way you have any leverage in these types of situations. If you're, like, if you're Justin Verlander, who's getting louder, Adam Wainwright was out on a tweet storm the other day. If you really want to make a difference, you withhold. What is with the there?
2: whole group? That's so hard. It's That's impossible. so hard. Like, because,
1: because it's look. easier for guys like Verlander, who's made 180 million. It's the middle, like the guys like Dude. you were and the guys like I was. That just hey, I need to pay the bills. I need a family. I got to feed. I'm not getting any younger. I want to play, bro. When we were in that with 2011 lockout,
2: um, I don't know what year I was in. I was probably like in my eighth year. So this was my last contract. I had to wait around that summer too to get a deal from like Utah because all all the younger guys had to sign and then, you know, I'm kind of sitting around waiting and, you know, it was between Chicago or, and it really affected me because it was between Chicago or Utah. Um, and Utah offered me a three year deal and I had familiarity there with Jerry Sloan and, and some success and they still had Darren Williams and Paul Millsap and there was a chance, but Chicago was good too, but they only offered me a two year deal and I had to take the three year deal because I didn't know how much of the first year of that deal in Chicago would be lost to the lockout. Mm-hmm. So you're just sitting around. I might sign four and a half million dollars and I only might see a million because we, we missed the whole, you know what I mean? So right. that was a factor in my decision. But sitting around waiting for the lockout and going to the meetings, solidarity is a hard thing. Like it's very hard when you got guys that are eating on, you know, at different restaurants, yep. you know, guys that are feeding their family and, you know, at, at different places. And some got chefs and some of them are like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, right. and, and, and so trying to get all those guys on the same page, to wait this out so that we can pre- present a united front. It's really difficult. And, and NBA's 15 to 12 to 15 guys a team. Yeah. Like MLB's got what, 25 guys in a, in a clubhouse? Yep. The like that's group. Really, really tough. It's and really I tough think there. there's
1: even greater disparity in salaries. Right. There's even bigger numbers. Uh, we have an action shot of you from that, uh, 66 game shortened season. Hey, that's, yo! That's going into a meeting. That's like a big focus face there. Get Psycho negotiate. Bunny, power tie. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Now that's negotiation. Yeah, that's <laughs> business time. Here we go. We're going toe to toe. Now that that's was, funny. In, that was into a meeting? Like Yeah, that was into meeting? a players
2: meeting in Manhattan. Um, we were, I don't know, maybe. Does that a, get contentious in there? Uh, yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little rowdy. I mean, you know, guys are opinionated. Like I'm not gonna say names, but some guys would, you know, stand up. We, for the most part, we were united. Mm-hmm. Like, there were guys in there that were like, "F that. We, I won't play. I need my money." Like you know, and you know, to the best of your ability, you get guys that they know to get them around and say, "Listen, dude, don't panic. We are gonna play. You know, we have to present." Like this, united. If we're not united, this whole thing falls apart. Like, you know what I mean. And so it get it get hot sometimes.
1: I was a player rep in uh 04 for the Denver Broncos, and we were ha- there. Was concern about the CBA. It was still like two or three years away. Yeah. But they were like, "Hey, we got to be ready for this." So we're united and all this stuff. Sure. The big vote was our dues to be a member of the players' association were five grand. And they would right. just take it from your check. Yep. So most guys just it was part of the deal. They wanted to bump it double it to ten grand so they could build this war chest for legal fees for stuff they they wanted to be able to in case we had to strike yeah it, and there was going to be an issue to go from five to ten grand in that room. Guys like, dudes lost, were like, no yeah. way, we're not doubling. Like, if guys lost their mind. And then when you took it back to the team, guys make a minimum. Like, it's a lot of money for some money. dudes.
2: And so it's just funny. We now. actually did that. We put a we put away a lot of money. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure we put away a lot of money. Um, for for, for like contingency plans for backup plans in case and then they all got redistributed out you know after yeah, you which, get it back you know what i
1: mean but like we 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 actually did a really good job of prepping for that lockout um and it's like and i love half of the prep is also educating guys this could happen so start saving start your save, money and those dudes yeah. are like well hold on a second i got a new whip on yeah, order. what are like, talking about right <laughs> they didn't want to stop that so i think it's hard to stop that coming so, in man exactly you're right it's hard to say no to that thing when right. you see it in your driveway <laughs> but that was a very real issue some of the guys took the advice some didn't right Welcome back. Canel Ellen Bell. Let's finish it off with some leftovers. So PGA Tour is trying to change their image. They've yeah. been drastically trying to do it. They've changed rules. Um They've come a long way. They really have. They're trying to improve the pace of play. But now they're actually making a change to their wardrobe, mm-hmm. or at least what players can do during practice rounds, pro-ams, and the like. Yeah. Because players, it's hot in a lot of tournaments. Players are probably like us when they're out practicing. Sure. They play in shorts. Yep. Uh Not shorts and a T-shirt or anything like that, but they just oh, want to play in shorts. Sure. So the PGA Tour has now said, it is okay. We are going to let you guys wear shorts during pro-ams with the players. I think it's a great idea in theory, but I saw a few pictures rolling around yesterday of some of these dudes' legs. Yeah. Might want to keep those bad boys yeah. covered on some of them. Although there were some surprises. I didn't know Phil Mickelson had some calves. Like really? shredded. Like he, like he had some definition in his calves, which right. clearly explained how he was able to get so high in his celebration at the moment. Wait, most. what about, what about these legs? Which is off the ground. What about these So legs? yeah. Oh, hey. that's the style. That's uh, out at our shoot with our boy Port. Right. That's good calf definition right there. Yeah. Okay. There he is. Shorts right there. Those Who's that? all right. Who's that, that was my buddy uh, who hooked it up at Sea Island up there. That's a little road trip. See, I'm on the tiptoes there because you got to be the tallest in the picture. Oh my God. You really are on your tiptoes. <laughs> I am. There you There's go. There's my daughter and I like both there so yeah. that's acceptable. You look a little you look a little more in shape in this one. You look Down like you that. actually have calves. You
2: do look you're like tall, you're in better shape in this picture than than the and rest. And currently? One.
1: Um yeah, Currently, <laughs> currently
2: yeah. I can't talk saying? about shape currently. That
1: wasn't that was about a year ago. Look, here I'm fine with
2: the the shorts and, like your practice rounds or in your pro ams and all of that kind of stuff. I am a traditional like uh what is it? Thursday to Sunday I want I want pants. Uh but here's what concerned me and I said it to you before it's not just the shorts. They're talking about compression leggings. I'm out. It says yeah. that shorts must be knee length, tailored and neat in appearance. Compression leggings worn under knee shorts must be solid in color. No. There's what no. There? They're under no circumstances should someone be running around a golf course with compression
1: leggings hey, on. No. It could be like they're coming, like a workout. No. Like, I wear them. I got a pair of three-quarter length. That you wear I'm on the golf way. course? Why would I've never? Why would they put that in there? Obviously, is there a reason?
2: Dudes must wear them. That's why I asked you. Like, because you're you're I've walking four, four rounds of golf. Yeah. I wonder if guys have them on under their pants. They might. Like, I used to I wear. actually like the way they feel when I work out. We used to wear recovery leggings. Like after a game, you play a back-to-back, you throw on a pair of skins, recovery yeah. leggings after you get out of the Tub and you you know you wear them like to, so I wonder if dudes do that under their pants especially when it's cold out it's not a big deal I don't want to see that though hanging out of golf shorts who's gonna be the first dude to pull it off to pull off the I leggings think, I think
1: Dustin Johnson like an athletic dude might be able to pull it off he's tall got to have the good like right features you know who's gonna try Rory McIlroy do you remember when Rory wore like the uh the cropped bottoms, yeah. like where they were t- only Ricky look kind of like only yeah, Ricky can do that, kind of like joggers. Oh yeah, Ricky did it too. Ricky does it.
2: Yeah, like, Rory was just like posing. Yeah, <laughs> like Rory, you ain't built like that. You can't <laughs> <There's> do that. <laughs> Ricky, right Ricky, was, Ricky was doing it. Are,
1: you're not a pant guy when you play. Ever? Uh, like, if I, I actually enjoy wearing pants, so, but you don't get, it's too hot down here, but like, I remember there was like, as soon as it was 70, with like a cold front. Yeah, I like, I think pants I, look better. I would wear pants 75% of the time when I play, even if it's hot out. Really? I do.
2: Just like the feel, like the look. I like the look. I like golf look. Like, right. like I would actually walk around in a golf look, except I think <laughs> it's kind of corny, but that's my favorite attire is golf attire. Right. Um, I like it. Why I don't wear shorts is because size 15 golf shoes, are very rarely made to be sleek. They're right. big and they're clunky. And and I don't have like the biggest calves, so when I throw shorts on it can look weird sometimes. So like I protect myself a little bit.
1: Especially when you like to wear the Jordan brand golf shoes because those are bigger Don't rub that, anyway. bro. You're going to make me angry.
2: I, have, I, I, cursing, I, I don't gonna, have any Jordan brand golf up. shoes.
1: I got some. I got I'm, I'm going to bring them in tomorrow. We're going to set them up right here. you know who I've asked for Jordan brand golf shoes
2: nine times? I find this a little disturbing because we've worked together for a long time and Our we wore Rip? the same damn size shoe. Our boy Rip? Rip. He hasn't hooked you up at all? Not one time, dog. And I've sent him multiple texts like, hey, bro. Really? My brother just get like. So did you hear about my new hobby? Yeah, I did, and I'm not supporting it. I don't, I'm Why not? I'm not.
1: Cause I kinda like it. Here, let me just show you, let me show what you. What is It's the latest purchase here. So, I'm just gonna kick up. You can see him, yeah, you can see him. So these are my new purchase right here. Those are the Rashid Wallace, like, North Carolina, like, yeah. uh. The 23 on the back. Oh, this is hard to figure out. Rip Wordles
2: a lot too, at, uh, with the, with the Pistons. He did? Yeah, he did.
1: So, shoes. I got the bug. I was looking for like a hobby, like, you know, you have baseball cards as a kid. Yeah. I'm kind of into the shoes. Shoes or Jordans? I think it's going to be Jordans, and I think it might even go more specific to the ones. Really? They're like my favorite. I like Like ones, ones. but... Because some of these profiles are bigger, but basically I need Jordan Brand to hook me up. Hook me up with some Jordan golf shoes, or just make them in 15 (laughs) so
2: I can buy them. I don't know. I'm bringing mine tomorrow.